Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are the podcast about movies that the internet is raving. Four stars is plenty. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, and I have a great panel with me today in the far-flung reaches of uh, the West Coast tech problem areas. First up in Southeast Portland, it's Mr. Anthony Lopez. What? Next, are they going to say hot cocoa's bad? Is that what you're going to say, Alex? Is that what you brought me on here for? I was just waiting to for defend him to hot cocoa. that he's just drinking a sugar water, and he did not. Oh, like, so that's... That's what we're calling it now, sugar water. That's I mean, real like, reductive, Alex. I love hot chocolate, but it is, yes, it is bad for you. That's not a surprise. <laughs> it's not, it's just, you're just drinking chocolate. <laughs> you say that like that's a bad thing, Alex. It's, no, it's so good. I was. It's just weird that he was like, what are they going to say next? Cocoa is bad for you, but like not as a joke. Listen, Alex, in Leviticus, God said... Drink the chocolate sugar water. That was his promise to us. <laughs> that, wait, I don't know. That's a weird promise. Um, yeah, God. God's drunk a lot of times. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. Especially in Leviticus. Um, joining us as well uh, from Seattle, Washington, it's Mr. Stephen Carter. He's a bad, bad man. By bad, I mean in the good way. Oh man, that is one of the most uncomfortable parts of this movie: is uh, the attempted use of slang by white people. Yeah, it was a lot. It was all over there. There was a, basically a rap in there, too. There was the rap. Oh, rap. <sighs> a lot oh, of man. dancing. A lot of white people dancing. Yeah. Uh, I cringed so hard. Yeah, it's I think almost I like they had to stretch the movie out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, we're legally obligated to turn in 70 plus minutes, so let's do an, yeah. a 12-minute dance scene and see how yeah. much that... Man. Uh. Uh, good God. point. Uh, and that voice you hear is recording from uh, a car in Los Angeles, California, at beep Robot beep. Caitlin on Twitter. Uh, please welcome back, Caitlin Gill. What a ridiculous stereotype of an L.A. asshole to be. I'm recording a podcast in my car. This is a nightmare. I love it. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. Um, but also, I, <laughs> you said ridiculous stereotype, and I thought you just meant that you just said beep beep for car noises, and I was like, that's a fair stereotype. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, it, both of those are, yes. Yeah, I am. A, I st- make stereotypical noises, and I am an L.A. dickhole recording a podcast in her car. Living the dream, you know? Just every day. <laughs> grinding. I'm grinding. Uh, you, you could call it your mobile studio. That might sound better. In LA, that is exactly what. If somebody asked what I did today, I recorded in a mobile studio, and then I was an entrepreneur. As yeah. in, I did a gig economy job to pay my rent. That's what I did. <laughs> well, uh, we really appreciate you making that work. The gig economy for us today is that this is episode number 470 we have now done as many episodes as the numbers of millions of years ago that planet earth experienced the great ordovician uh, biodiversification event well, what do you go. know nice yeah. happy anniversary you know what alex everyone. i forgot to give you a quote but i can give you one right now show okay. me in the bible show <laughs> me in the bible where that happened alex show me in the bible I'm yeah. sorry, did I miss it? Was I reading wrong? Did I close my eyes for that part of Leviticus, Alex? <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, imagine that, but 60 minutes of that. Yeah. I mean, well, unrelenting. Uh, yeah, that just I mean, never that's, ceased. That's that guy the bad had one... guy, in all hey, fairness. That's our villain. Yeah, that's our that's our horrible brother-in-law. Um, so if you... Yeah, so I guess one... That's a good point that you put it there, because the one theory is that... Uh, 
470 million years ago, not today, I don't think this is actually to the day, but around 470 million years ago, um, uh, there was an unprecedented explosion of life on Earth. Um, the other theory is that the Earth was created 600 years ago with dinosaur bones planted in the soil just to give us hey, something fun to do. 6,000 years ago, uh, not 600 sure, years sorry. ago. Come on. Get your facts straight, Alex. <laughs> 6,000 years ago with bones already in the soil for us to dig up just as a fun exercise. Well, you know what I've I've always thought if you were gonna try to justify dinosaurs, mm-hmm. uh, was that the dinosaurs period was God just beta testing his physics engine, right? Oh. So mm-hmm. like he he was cre- he, well, he needed something big and heavy that would bump into stuff just to work out the kinks, and then he went small, you know? Uh, the, or <laughs> it's it's sort of like the implying insects are the greatest creation. Oh, I mean. That's his final design. This is I've Anthony seen the says every episode. He's always talking yeah. about Bug God. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, it's sort of like that city in, uh, in Westworld that's like, that's where they tried it before and then it went real bad yeah. and so they just buried it in sand. Yes, right. exactly. Uh, it's like old Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a good point. Um, anyway, speaking of different ways to look at the same facts, this week. We're talking about Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas, the 2014 film, film starring Kirk Cameron as Kirk Cameron. Currently this sitting came out in 2014. I know. God. Um, and I, we're, yeah, we're a little slow on the internet controversy about this movie, but uh, better late than never, I guess. Uh, it's currently sitting at number nine on IMDb's bottom 100 worst films of all time. <laughs> yeah, 1.5 out of 10 is a rough. That's rough. Yeah, this is a rough, this is a rough rating, um, and that includes all of his super fans trying to get in there and change it. Um, I love the the cam the cam stands out there yeah. smashing their keyboard. You know they don't know it isn't connected to the internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you are if you are wondering, uh, according to IMDb, this movie is just slightly worse than Son of Mask and From Justin to Kelly. <laughs> no, yes. I have a big spot That's in my heart. Low. <laughs> for Justin and Kelly. They're good I, friends. Yeah, who doesn't? I would definitely watch that movie, so let's put that I am honestly you. surprised the gays haven't fixed that. It's only because the gays haven't realized how lowly rated it is. It's because we don't care about IMDb or whatever, but, like, I swear, there's... I mean... Once the queens find out... You can literally just pit the dance sequences side by side and see which one had clearly more effort and thought put into it. <laughs> From well, Justin to Kelly versus this. Well, that's what know? I'm saying. That's why Justin to Kelly is a slightly better movie. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, this is just two places behind it, and it's one place. Uh, well, Alex, that's not it. fair. From Justin to Kelly is a movie. Yeah. So it is difficult yeah, to compare it categorically to something that is declaratively not a it movie. Does Having this video on IMDb weird. is the biggest compliment that could happen to it. I do. I, you know, we've done a, uh, books on this podcast, but I, I, I have not done this, which is neat. It's not a movie. This is not I, a movie. This is literally this is like I did a review an hour on and nineteen minutes with I, eight minutes of outtakes. That I reviewed I was, this on Amazon, and my the heading, the title was, "It's kind of a movie." It isn't. It is. It. I defy. It isn't a movie. It is not. It's not. Um, so it's why are we the, watching this now? My uh, dinner of, with Andre of the Christian uh, <laughs> Christmas genre. <laughs> so, I'm missing the brilliance. You're right, you're right. So it's uh, why are we doing this, though, is because it is uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you. Um, it's this magical time of year when we celebrate by either watching movies about the holidays or about bears. 
um, for reasons that are not entirely worth explaining because I do not remember them. But it had to do with Sarah Palin a few years ago. Um, <laughs> anyway, we had to read Sarah Palin's Christmas book, and it's something, it had bears in it. Oh, I can't yeah, remember why. I read that. And so we were like, we'll, we will only do holiday or bear related things. Um, anyway, the Meat Buddies voted for this one, though. That's they, they chose this over all of the bears. This one out over Pat, Paddington. This one out over... That's uh, fucked up. That is over, so mean. Over Yogi, over Ted, over all the animated bears. We gotta watch Pat. Have you seen Paddington, Alex? No, no. I, I am so curious why Paddington is so highly rated. I'm fascinated. You would fucking love it. Both of them. I, believe. Oh, I can't I cannot... wait for you to love Paddington and yeah. then see Paddington too. Well, I mean, that's what yeah. I want, and, the world that awaits so you much. is wide open. Can I Isn't start at the beginning? Yes, I've never they're... heard this before. Oh, really? Yes, both the Paddington movies are in two of the best children's family movies made arguably ever, but recently in the last, like... Paddington 2 was, like, the most positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes ever, yes. or, so, or the most reviews without having a single negative word about it or something. Yeah. Paddington I think 2 has the greatest performance of Hugh Grant's career. In Absolutely. He is... <laughs> And I, 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 I don't mean that facetiously. He I gives love it. one of he gives one of the best children's villain performances I have ever seen in the Absolutely. Movie. It's, oh, it's is, so good top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. Both the Paddington movies are fucking phenomenal. I cannot suggest watching them enough. With get family, get friends, have a really <sighs> good time. They're a delight. Well, Anthony, help me out. Who is the actor who plays the the chef in prison? The, the marmalade chef guy. Oh, Reynold. Brendan Gleeson? No. Yes, thank yes, you. That's, yes, yes, the redheaded uh, Irishy mouthed guy. Uh, yes. God, he's a brilliant, brilliant Irish-y actor. Mouth sounds bad. He's right, an yeah. exceptional character actor, which is why yes. his name doesn't stick in my head that much. Yeah. But uh, yeah. what a brilliant turn he get! It's like an excellent film, top to bottom, and I'm yes. really glad that I can eat this time talking about it because Saving Christmas doesn't deserve it. Okay, yes, well, but I... we have to talk about it. It's kind of a thing. Um, are you Sorry. sure? Can this yeah. just be a recommendation of what to do with your time instead of saving Christmas? <laughs> I, I actually, I think saving Christmas is a is an interestingly f- failed project, and that's what I that's what I like for the show. I, is having watched a lot of bad things, I like when it fails in an interesting way, and this failed in the a way that I was not expecting. Okay, yeah, I got okay. a lot of stuff to say about this movie. Actually, I, I mean, uh, of course, I could talk at length. I just feel like I should spare the world. Uh, I would but... love to talk about Paddington, and so it is currently not winning on our uh, on our voting. Um, but I mean, it's just it's so intriguing that I got I have to think that if we don't watch it, then we'll find another excuse. Um, and I, but you're, just to clear this up before we move on, so I, I can watch Paddington first, and then and then I don't have because people talk about Paddington two more, but I don't want to skip the first one. No, they're both very good. I, they're both very good. But yes. do you need to know the first to to appreciate the second? You don't. You'll, I went backwards, and I I I didn't find it to take away. But is the yeah. second I wish one I like had gotten the, it. Is the dark turn of the series? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It Although Paddington's, Paddington's gets, arm, when it gets ripped off, it's really dramatic. Yeah. All the stuff <laughs> flying everywhere. But I mean, it, it's they're they're really more like you you know you the. The first one's introducing the family and kind of explaining a lot of the context. So, like, it's it's fun. It's not... You can... It's the same way that you could have picked up the second Paddington book and be like, I, I get why there's a okay. bear in London. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I would see both of them. They're great. You're not gonna missing it. out by, oh. you know, seeing the first one first or the second one first. You know, okay, they're both great. great. I can't wait. So, anyway, so well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, yes. as voted by our meat buddies, 
Saving Christmas. If you want to help vote, if you want to correct <laughs> this injustice that has happened by making us watch something of your choice instead, you could become a Meat Buddy. Go to redashweep.com slash Meat Buddies. Mm. Any donation size gets you automatic rights uh, of voting on topics. Also, because this is the Grismas shopping season, you have only, depending on when you listen to this, somewhere between 23 and zero shopping days before <laughs> Christmas. Um, so make sure when you do your shopping this year, you shop with Amazon.com. If you're going to be buying stuff from Amazon, just go to Amazon.com. It'll just like, uh, you know, like go through our engine and then you get a, we'll get a little percentage. Just a way for us to recommend you to Amazon. And then you shop as normal. And it's less money to the bad people and more money to us. It's better for everybody. And you don't even notice. It's, you, it's great for you. It's like four people are winning at the same time. It's great. <laughs> um, but now, let's talk about Saving Christmas. Okay. So, this movie, which, as stated, not really a movie, um, opens with former child actor Kirk Cameron sitting by a fire, delivering his thesis for what we're about to experience. And his thesis... Um. Mumbled nonsense thesis, but he's, can I also say I need to give you guys already? You have a problem on something? I, all I've said is he's sitting. But no, I gotta. We gotta talk about this <laughs> okay. right at the opening. Okay. Yeah, I the opening's the, loaded. This is the a record though critical. for the fastest interruption in a summary we've ever had. Well, all I, I said was former child actor Cameron. Okay. Cameron is sitting. Because this is me and my wife got a little bit of uh, disagreement about this. Okay, if you start a show a movie with uh, someone sitting in front of a fireplace and like looking into the camera, you have to make some sort of a "Oh, I didn't see you come in" joke, right? <laughs> Agreed. You, you're just leaving laughs on the table if you don't. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just lost in my hot cocoa. Have a seat. This. I, I'm sorry. I was just distracted by this clearly empty mug. <laughs> There's a great scene also, where the camera is like up Also, quick reminder, that was shot in season. July on a soundstage in Burbank. Remember that for this whole film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they can afford a soundstage. This might be at his house. Honestly, it does. No, because they didn't have the house long enough. It's why it was all in the car. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to Guaranteed, jump too far ahead, they had you guys. that shot. They had a house for two days, and then <laughs> they parked that car somewhere else. Everything, 90, this entire movie was done in 36 hours. 90% of this movie, yeah. the set is two guys in a parked car. It's. Is a cheap way to shoot a movie. It's just two guys talking in a parked car. It Liberty a- University really knows how to budget well. Sorry. Kirk <laughs> Sorry. Cameron introduces okay. the movie by identifying every item in a room and clarifying its value toward Christmas. You know, like this Christmas tree behind me. Yeah. Or this Christmas flyer. I love Or the, the Christmas snowflake on my Christmas mug. <laughs> or these Christmas... It's like a test to see if he's had a stroke and can still properly identify items. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the point he's trying to get by this stroke test is that Kirk Cameron believes Christmas is dope that's his whole thesis is like christmas is rad i like it but not like i like the idea of christmas or anything he's like i like christmas as it is currently practiced everywhere in america this is like the the status quo christmas is the christmas that i like and that is a surprising take yeah I i was really shocked by that uh a huge part of his speech is also establishing the fact that you know uh christian's Never ask anybody else to live their own life in secret and in private <laughs> and to not live their life out loud and in front of public. So how dare other people ask th- them, the most accepting, welcoming group of people on the planet, to take some of their Christmasness inside? And turn it down I a think, bit. 
I mean, what an interesting, fair, totally complete argument he makes very Man, early on. Anthony, that is... I was, okay, I was going to say, I was going to be a little softer on this movie. Not that it's not bad, but that it's just differently bad, and it's I, kind of like, I feel like I need to defend this movie right now. I did until Anthony's point, which is true, which is that he, like, it is it is a very strange position. Because he, and even, he's in the process of making a movie to tell us that we're doing Chris, Christmas wrong. And he's like, what I hate is people telling me that I'm not doing Christmas right. Like being a wet blanket and telling me to do things differently. Like you're literally doing that right now, Kirk. The call is coming from inside your yes. snowflake mug right now. This is persecution <laughs> complex the movie. <laughs> uh. It really is. But it is fascinating. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. People are, how could you, like, the prosperity gospel is always very confusing to me, but the whole, like, uh, the knot you have to twist yourself in to be like, people are mad at me because of my stuff. It's like, <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't think that's it. Well, if you, so if you guys, if you're, the listeners at home are not sure right now how you feel about this movie, the theme song is a Christmas carol done by a ska band. Oh, God, it was so oh, good. Right God. from That's, the jump. I laughed at, like such a dangerous laugh in my apartment when that <laughs> happened. Like if I was by neighbors, it's just like a ska beat. And like, ah! It's so like, oh, you wanted me to know how I feel about this right away. Oh, it was 2014. Yes. And it opens yes. with a cover of a ska Christmas hit. Yes. And he's like, you know, bad can sometimes mean good, right? 2014. Um, so okay, so here's the. It's so also after, public domain songs. I'm going to be the, pointing out how cheap this movie is yeah. in a few well, important ways. I, you know, you like you're saying it like it's bad. It's kind of admirable that they made a movie for fifty dollars. Like I just this, kind of, this movie made money. It like, did. It, it it got more weight, like at least twice or three times. No, as much it, it, as, it, so I, oh, it's four times. Yeah, actually. It, it, it was cost a half million dollars to make. They made two million dollars, and neither of those are huge numbers in movie world. But as a percentage, that is a solid return on investment. Yeah. Uh, also for the, I'll get into this later with my compliment, but the specificity of who this movie is for, I yes. thought was really interesting. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this movie feels like, you guys see uh, Joss Whedon's Much To Do About Nothing? I did. When he, huh. he, when he just shot like, that lawn movie party? over like two days or like yeah. three days in his backyard with yeah. a bunch of famous friends. Yeah. It reminds me of that a lot. I got a very sense of like... Except it's the mega church pastor version. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe like weirder goals, but uh, yeah. so here's okay. So so Kirk Cameron introduces it fireside chat style, but then it is time for the movie, and the, this is the movie as it is a movie. Uh, Kirk Cameron is Kirk Cameron, uh, but he's at his sister's really big Christmas party, enjoying all the Christmasness about it. But then he finds out his brother-in-law is depressed, and he offers to beat him up to solve that. Um, and his sister's like, no, it's fine. You don't have to beat him up. Um, but it turns out the reason he's upset is because Christmas is not religious anymore. It's too commercialized. You've heard it. So it isn't the war on Christmas narrative. He's not mad that like about like people trying to stop you from enjoying Christmas. He's mad at people for enjoying Christmas and not thinking enough about Jesus. I mean, this movie is literally the only way I was able to really enjoy this movie is that I imagine that this movie was about Kirk Cameron trip sitting a bunch of friends at a party <laughs> who have, the acid was way stronger than they thought. But that's essentially like, what this is. This is like Kirk Cameron and drink hanging out in a van while his friend is like, but oh. why do we pit ornaments on trees, man? I don't understand it. <laughs> 
it's so it's so small. It is such a small problem. It's such a small movie. He so he's just so okay. So uh, by the way, the guy's name is Christian, which uh, I'm pretty the, the Christian character, uh, which I, I I believe even I, I think there was there's a Nutcracker statue in the background. I believed he mouthed a little on the nose, Kirk, when that was introduced. <laughs> that was too much. But anyway, so he goes and waits in the car, and Kirk goes to that car, and then the next sixty minutes are a lecture, point by point, that actually Christmas is perfectly fine as it is, and it's totally, totally religious. Because 90% of Christian filmmaking is the fantasy fulfillment of winning arguments. Yep. <laughs> that's what they, every, we watch like the God's Not Dead movies, like we just want a straw man, and then the Christian wins an argument. That's all we want to see. Take that, atheists or other Christians or whatever. They just want to win arguments in movies. Yeah, this movie doesn't have, like, the death count of atheists that the God's Not Dead franchise <laughs> does. <laughs> which is, I don't know if I miss that. Like, no. Some, like, that movie, those movies have, like, atheists die really violently and out of yeah. nowhere, which yeah. I kind of... There's no atheists in this movie. That's what's interesting yeah. to me. Is this not? This isn't because the tagline is "Put Christ back in Christmas," and I thought that meant mm. war on Christmas, but it's not. It's just justify Christ already in the things you wanted to do because they're fun in Christmas. Like yeah. it's just keep doing Christmas, but it's just I'll make an excuse for why it's religious. That's all it is. Yeah, this movie is not meant to convert anybody, no. right? No. It's not for anyone who's not already. A, uh, I, which I like about it. It's religious. converting already religious people to consumerism. Yeah. That's what a, such a yeah. weird choice. It is know, fucking the trajectory wild. was so weird. Yeah. yeah I mean, I gotta I, say, because I was expecting this to be so much more God's Not Dead I, that I wasn't I was even re- that angry. Yeah, I was ready to be offended, and I was just like, didn't care. And it was a weird <laughs> position for me to be in. <laughs> I super didn't care. Except for, let me, let's talk about the arguments. So... Um, it's two guys in a car. One of them thinks that Christmas is not Jesus enough. The other one thinks it's perfect the way it is. And here's his his argument style. It's uh. kind of like a six degrees of Bible verses where he's just like, um, this connects to this, connects to this, connects to this, and that's why it's okay. So, for example, like Christmas trees. Those are pagan symbols, right? Oh, but trees come up in the Bible all the time. There's one guy who eats almonds. Those grow on trees. Also, trees are made of wood just like the cross. Boom, Christmas trees are basically crosses. Enjoy your tree. Have a great Christmas. It is so bonkers. It is just, it's not, like, it's not strong Bible argument, but it's also, like, I guess, fine. Like, why, who cares? Great, let him enjoy a Christmas tree. While also taking cheap shots at, like, that uncle that we all, that they all have that, like, takes the Da Vinci Code too seriously, like, uh, like, but also at the you same mean, time presenting like their own version of that too, yes. just like working stuff backwards. It's very strange. It's so strange. Um. Uh. Or uh, one. One. This, I like this one. So presents seem like they're too commercial, right? You're spending too much money. But if you lay down and look at the presents under the tree, it sort of looks like a cityscape. Wait, is that the city of Jerusalem? Perhaps. Think about that. That, that was the what? argument for presents. Is that it? Kind of looks like the cityscape of Jerusalem. It kills me, like, there's, you know, I'm not a Christian. I'll come out and say, atheist in the car over here. Uh, I feel like, so it is fascinating to watch because I have parents who are pastors. That makes you an atheist, like, real fast. Uh, And it, so I've heard enough of the, like, the easily quotable stuff, like the, you know, 
where Jesus took care of the poor, where Jesus washed feet, where, like, you know, people were fed, that whole, like, miracle of feeding people and caring for, like, that's the quotable, those are the headlines, those are the hits. And then you got Kirk Cameron being like, well, in a footnote, in this version of the Bible, a tree is mentioned, and therefore it is totally fine to not let anyone in your home and just keep spending money on robots for your kids. Yeah, one of the, like, the... I, I wrote this quote down because mm-hmm. it like sent like a shiver up my spine very early. Wait, on. is it about like, materialism? What? No, okay, that's my favorite. I'll I'll read my favorite after yours. No, but there's a uh, very early on in the movie when he's doing the opening monologue and it's like cutting between um like Santa whatever in like the olden days. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. And he's. He's talking about, you know, the importance of story and the importance of the way we pass stories on and stories get changed. And at one point, I forgot says, there's this weird um, meta thing where he discusses uh, yeah. storytelling and the art of story in the but process I of being a bad it's story. It's so fucked up. It really gets you an insight into his mind because he completely misunderstands the point of stories. He says stories <laughs> uh-huh. um, teach us how to live by showing us how to live. <laughs> And I think he, like, misinterprets, like, the point of, like, they show by giving examples and themes and, like, things that are relatable to your life. But he's talking about the literal, yes. like, me- like, non-metaphorical, okay. literally thing, what happens in this story of these people living in this Look, way. Anthony, English, I like yes. your version of story better. However, yes. when I was 16, I saw Rounders and decided for sure I was going to be a professional poker player. <laughs> I am all about seeing a story and thinking it as an example of how to live my life and trying to be that exact thing, even when the story has bad parts. Oh, I often wonder how different my life would be if I had never watched Evening at the Improv late at night. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, yeah. It's, I so Anthony, stories, uh, I think he's right about stories. They show us literally the only way our lives could be. But he also says that, like, his arc of how we enjoy stories, you say, like, when we are children, we ask to hear the same stories over and over, and then we get older, and we want more adventures in our stories. But then we have kids, and we want the stories to be, like, we just tell them the same stories that we heard when we were kids. But we censor the dirty parts? I guess I, this time? That it's was very weird. so weird. And, yeah. I also and, love, yeah, go ahead. Oh, just that they had to do that part over B-roll of a part that comes later in the movie because they didn't film enough content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It is incredible, uh, the stops that they filled with... Yeah. As someone grew up in a really religious Pentecostal house, like, these arguments I have heard before or how many, like, versions of these arguments I have heard. Like, I remember as a kid hearing... Two different thoughts. I would hear this every Christmas. I would hear uh, one version of like where the candy cane came from. That uh-huh. it's like a candy a version truck? of a shepherd's yeah. cane. Yeah. And then there was this other group of people at my church who would always mention that like, well, no, no, the candy cane is actually uh, we have the society has perverted it because it's actually supposed to be a candy J for Jesus. And that's what it was invented as. And you would hang a J on your tree. And so like people at my church, there was, would always that's hang candy canes That's not how hanging up. works. You definitely yeah. need the J part. Well, to no, get you the... would put, you put like a little thing on the bottom of it, but they would hang candy canes upside down. 
And oh, there was shit. another group that because it was the shepherd thing and they would argue about what was the proper Christian way to hang candy canes on a oh, tree. Oh, I love this. But it's very much like this type of thing of just like taking... That is a perfect example. This, this stuff we have and working backwards yes. to like retrofit and then, it into And what then they're we have fighting and over like, the best way to retcon a thing that has nothing to do with them. And Yes, exactly. And that's why I can't be that angry is I'm like, I guess hang your candy cane however you want weirdo like that's what i don't like about this like the the war on christmas stuff the sarah palin stuff is it's like you suck your christmas is bad you should be more religious and this is just like two religious people arguing over the dumbest thing and that's except one is totally right like kirk cameron yes right yeah you know this crazy business you know, it, it, when you have one creative person at the helm and they won't take notes from anyone else, I mean, sometimes <laughs> you can really just feel it in the end product. Oh, yeah. And Kirk Cameron wrote an opening monologue that just is him identifying items in a room and then wrote a movie that is just him sitting in a car with his brother-in-law and launching from the point of saying to his brother-in-law's face, you're wrong, everything you just said is wrong. Everything you just said is wrong. Do you want me to blow your mind right now? Blow it. Uh the the guy who wrote the movie is actually the brother-in-law. Oh, I you know what? I had a feeling that that was the case. Interesting. I did, I was going to ask about that and I should have uh and I'm not saying I knew, but it did feel like that. That well, that dude was like the coach on set it, or maybe right? the director as well. He had a what real David G and Coley feel. I was watching the movie and I was like, "Man, whoever directed this loves this guy because they are letting <laughs> him go nuts. Like they yeah. think he's really funny and he's not. So yeah. it's just him rambling for half of the movie." And then it turns out he was the one who directed it. So that he did direct it. Sense. That makes yeah. sense. He, yeah. they, he that's how you get away with that that black set. But he, yeah. oh god, um, it will, we have to discuss the race thing in a second. Um, but he, uh, as an argument style, that's another interesting thing is that he's in a car and he's like, "Here's my problem," and the other, and then Kirk Cameron says, "Here's all this insane bullshit as to why you're wrong," mm. and then he's like, "Oh, that's a good point." But also, then, then this next point, and then Kirk Cameron gives a little lecture, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's a great point too." Like, there's it's the weakest interlocutor uh, that I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, just every single point, he's like. Like, oh, yeah, totally. I, I, I'm so glad I had the opportunity to listen to you expound on this topic. I am the lucky one here. Like, there's no argument at all. <sighs> okay, I, really quick. I want to do two. My, my favorite quote from the arguments. This is his thing. Uh, he's like, don't be upset about materialism at the holidays because Christmas is about God taking a material body. That yep. is not what that word means. <laughs> but isn't it though, Alex? I, I, because isn't material also material? Al, about, you get, think about it. It's such think an insane argument. Christmas, the Christmas presents, the the is not about making it appear out of nothing. That's not what the you're is, not materializing it. It's not. This is nope. a quick stand. Like Anthony said, like hearing these arguments forever. Like. It, I, I, you can't argue with a cult member about what cult thing is culty enough. Like, yeah. they're in a fucking cult. It's like arguing right. with a Scientologist about Thetans. It is yeah. not different. Like the, the, the My favorite review, thing I saw from a reviewer, is a, a Penny Walker, who revert, reviewed it when it came out uh, for a paper, said, uh, the argument style is, how do you prove a horse is an animal? Because I like Sweden. It's like that. It's just <laughs> that kind of argument. Like... There's no reason. It's just like here's another. It's like Ishmael, like. except the gorilla just made gorilla noises. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, and then at the end of all of that argument in the car, 
Christian the Christian uh, gives in, decides he loves Christmas, and celebrates with a 12-minute Christian hip-hop dance sequence DJed by the comedic relief person of color. And that's the movie. That's It really is. We forgot the scene where the two people of color have a conversation behind coffee mugs conspiratorially. Actually, uh, I thought that was a clever shooting choice to have it be behind coffee mugs because then you could just like in post ADR, right, yeah, you could yeah. ADR better dialogue later. Uh, I, I don't know. It had that feel of somebody who was super proud of the camera trick of focusing between one face and the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I need someone who can adjust focus. Great. Hire that person. It, That's... Yes. So yeah, the, the 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 comedic relief person of color is like. I'm always... pretty sure that's a pastor. Uh, can you yeah, blow my mind again, pastor? Stephen? Are you looking at that? Who is that dude? He. Uh, I don't know. He I has the sense of humor of a pastor. Yeah, I mean, for sure. they all clearly have to be like from the same church, right? Like this feels like a very much like a small production of people who are close. My question with yeah. the comic relief uh, people person of color character is. DeAndre, the, by the way, DeAndre is his know, name. Yeah, For DeAndre, is how much of that do you think was on the page? <laughs> and how much of that do you think was just him riffing? Well, did you did we learn did more you about watch that the bloopers? from the bloopers? Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, the credit sequence begins and ends with bloopers. It's uh, and, I mean, and almost a third is, of the movie is blooper reel. Bloopers is also a, a very liberal term for what those are. One of them is yes. just the director eating a, a celery. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm a fan of bloopers, and this did not do it for me. This blooper reel was bad. The guy, the brother-in-law, he's he's mainly a music video director. That's his thing. He's directed Gen- Genuine, Jason Mraz, Jimmy World. Wait, who has? Blink-182. The guy who directed it and the guy Darren... who played the brother-in-law. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Man. I can imagine if there's music to help the cutting, it would help the pacing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, also the... Uh, the um... Kid Rock Redneck Paradise in 2013. That was what he was up to. What? And I'm sure every one of those music videos probably had a much higher budget than this film has. Oh, man, it's so crazy. I think crazy. that's true. All right. Yeah. Um, so we we should uh, we should move on. So we have to do we have to say at least one nice thing about every movie. We call it our compliment pizza. And so we're gonna have because it's just one layer now. It used to be multiples, but now it's just one item. No no bread on the top. So um, Stephen, you you seem like you want to defend it the most. So why don't we have you start? What is your uh, major and only compliment for? Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Well, unfortunately, I, my compliments changed during this podcast, and it's now not about the movie itself. Oh, but, uh, it's actually it about your podcast. Alex. Oh, thank you. Uh, All right, All right. Because, I'll definitely allow it uh, because uh, it led me to look at the the lowest rated movies on IMDb, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then if you go to the one, it's called The Hottie and the Naughty from two thousand eight. <laughs> And in IMDb, it talk it, it it for every movie it says plot keywords, so you can search for movies with similar plots. The plot keywords for this movie are bra and panties, uh-huh. cleavage, visible midriff, uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that's funny. So thank you for that, Alex. <laughs> Man, uh, well, I'm definitely gonna. Oh, that's the, the hottie and the naughty is starring Paris Hilton. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but definitely, did you click on Bear Midriff? Because I'm curious what other movies fall into that. Oh, no, I so many mid-90s hits. 
Well, I guess I'll give you credit for that compliment, Stephen. That is weak, but I'll allow it. Um, Thank you. Currently, by the way, Disaster Movie is the number one on the IMDb Bottom 100. Um, it does change frequently. Uh, also, let's see. Of these, we have seen Monos, The Hands of Fate. We saw Birdemic. Um, and now we've seen Save Christmas. So we've seen three of the top, or the bottom ten. Three of the bottom ten. Uh, and we also saw Battlefield Earth and Jiggly. So four of the top 20. Anyway. Um, I just yeah. looked up Disaster Movie, and I would probably like it. Disaster Movie? <laughs> Yeah, it seems like it's part of the scary movie franchise, it but is, it's yeah. uh, it's natural disasters. Oh, I would yes. fucking love this. Would you honestly. really? This is the, the the world's laziest parody series. Yes. Okay. Oh man, yeah. Uh huh. Right. Serve it up. All right. Um, well, Anthony, what's your uh, compliment pizza for saving Christmas? So uh, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I was going to say my compliment for this movie is uh, the specificity of who this is for. Yeah. Um, and we kind of talked about the journey with us sort of figuring out what this movie is for, because I, you know, Saving Christmas, Kirk Cameron, the way it starts, I really thought this was going, like, when when I started this movie, I thought this was going to be like Kirk Cameron teams up with Santa Claus to teach people the yeah. reason for the yeah, season exactly. type of Christmas movie. And very quickly, I realized it's not going to be that. And then I thought, well, maybe this is like a a refresher course of people who are having, uh, you know, sort of crisis of faith, uh, nope. sort of story. And it's not that either. No, this is a movie for biblical literalists mm-hmm. who are having existential crises, <laughs> uh, like like pitting together their sort of like their faith. With the pagan iconography yeah. and capitalism's um, sort of like seduction, yeah, like what they're adding to Christmas, and it's it's for that very specific audience. Yeah, and I thought that was so weird and interesting, and I I like I don't know. There's something about like this movie is for a lot of people I knew growing up. Um, <laughs> Well, and I, I just there was something about how interesting that was. I gotta say, I also didn't. kind of admire that as a project yeah. because I feel like if you're in this, you're growing up in this like uh, literalist way in this cult that you are not allowed to like anything. Having a movie that's like just chill out and like it, even if you have to do all these like weird backflip, bank shot uh, things to get to justifying it. The the point of the movie is. Christmas is fun. Chill out and have a good time. It's just that they're not allowed to believe in having good times, so they have to justify it in this crazy way. But that's... I can kind of get behind the message of, like, if you like it, we'll come up with a justification in the Bible. Just have a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, no, not at all. That's like yeah. being on fire and being like, no, it's just warm. Yeah, Enjoy no, how I'm, warm it is. Why are you focused on it being hot when you could think about how it's warm? Uh, and I completely agree with Caitlin in the uh. sense that this is the type of thinking, this is the, and this is the type of training people to have a certain way of thinking and to be able to perform these type of mental gymnastics that gets to a lot of the crazy destructive stuff. Like There is nothing Absolutely. beautiful about this message because it just leads to, like, you know, not vaccinating your kids on religious things and taking yes. your kids out of school so you can indoctrinate them homeschool style yeah. and that 
you can like rationalize away even more of the history of how you know uh, your religion appropriated different religious cultures and stuff and killed the people to do it. You completely erase them. I think that this is a type of poisonous thinking and training people to think in a very destructive, poisonous way. That is Man. one of the worst things about this type of religion. I, if flatters could get people to tithe. And they had half a million dollars to make a movie. <laughs> it would be a very specific picture. It'd be two guys in the car, yes. just like, "How do you think we're sitting here?" Like it would yeah. not. This is serving a, a tiny community of insane. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know I'm not this is a, a religious people, but that's crazy. But, You're in a cult. But <laughs> this and like you can have religion. Well, this is a misinformation propaganda film for a religious police state that they would okay, show okay. in I, re-education like, camps. I gotta say, right? I, I, look, this, I'm not going to be the brother-in-law who just rolls over here. I see what you're saying, and you're making a good point, but I would say in this particular case, they're not justifying, here's how you can hurt people. They're not justifying no. like living a terrible life another way. They're using that power in this case to drink hot chocolate and buy presents for kids. No, Alex, there are yeah. three Tens, okay, so three out of ten of Americans uh, claim to be biblical literalists, okay. right? Okay. These are, Kirk Cameron is literally in a suicide cult who believes, <laughs> no, listen to me, he believes the book, listen to me, he believes in the book of Revelations, he believes it's going to happen within a lifetime. He does not believe that global warming is something we should worry about because the whole world's going to be destroyed by God within the next 50 to 100 years. Right? I generally agree with and that. This, no, this is literally what he believes. This is literally what three tens, three out of ten of Americans absolutely devoutly believe. No. And it's why so much of our progress does not happen. It's what so much of the things like why people are racing towards it. And this type of thinking is what facilitates the second dangerous part of thinking. There is nothing like cute or charming about him being like, no, everything in the Bible is literally real. This is all has to be taken seriously. And it's like, yeah, it's a cute holiday thing. But like, this is one side of a coin that is leading to us being like, absolutely pro, you know, Israel, not because we care about the people of the country, but because we need them there for the book of revelations to happen. There's like, this is... I this Horrifying is I have not seen like, like I like I, I, our I, listeners of the show have not gotten to experience you being this concerned about a thing uh, I think that is not a movie related like you're yeah. uh, you're very passionate about this and I so I do not want I I but yeah I I concede I agree with you It's uh, not it's exactly a piece of pop culture it is a piece of very specific propaganda Yeah yeah and yeah. if you yes. did grow up in the middle of those people who are like utterly consumed by this belief who like make every decision in their life through this filter? It is like it's crazy. I just uh, I guess so one thing I like about like or one thing I like about Christmas is that it is an incredibly malleable holiday that you can accept whatever parts of you. Yeah, want dude, and it's find winter. Them. Like that's all it's ever been. Yes, it's just yes. that winter is shitty. Yes, that's 100%. all that Christmas is about. Yes. Is the fact that you like the, a tree inside. Like maybe we're West Coasters, so, so it's hard cool. to conceive. But go to a snowy place, and yeah. you totally understand dragging in trees. Yeah, like yeah. you can't go outside. Yeah, every I, every culture when it gets cold has cold based traditions. You have it's just to have not a festival. Different than that, you have to have a festival at this time of year because everyone is battling seasonal depression, 
And like, yeah, so you don't have enough M&Ms food because you're too better. cold to be in a room alone because yeah. it's warmer with 10 people because yeah. it's like the whole. So, it's just, so yeah. So uh, like every oh, culture has I mean, adopted a holiday around now because we need a solstice festival to like piss in winter's stupid face. I agree. I think <laughs> that's rad by baking pies, singing song. I think that's, that's totally good. Um, yeah. And what I think one of the things that like Christianity has done exceptionally well over the years is it's been very flexible about taking on pagan traditions and pretending it came up with them so as yeah. to say relevant for the people. Yeah. And so I feel like this is part of that evolution, which if even if they are doing bad work with the same skill set and they're practicing it on this dumb version, like I do think there's still something that is interesting about people's ability to just believe Christmas is whatever you want. That's why Christmas is so good is that it's a blank well, slate for people. And yeah, like and this Something when, really interesting about, you know, being able to convey, convince everybody to, like, drink the Kool-Aid of Jonestown, too. Like, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean that it's, like, an inherently good thing or that anything that, like, the the facilitating and, like, the building of that amazing complex, like, this is where it ends. Like, I'm not saying, okay, that was an extreme thing. I'm not saying uh-huh. there's anything wrong oh, with Christian, right. Christmas or religion. I, I think all those things are awesome. I love the holidays. I genuinely do. I'm saying Kurt Cameron's brand mm-hmm. of fundamental Christianity is destructive and bad. And this movie, like, through the guise wow. of, like, giving it any kind of, like, creative thing is, like, is bad. This is a bad piece of propaganda meant to poison people's minds. This is... Man, I... And to love- get into how specific this Christian yeah. community is, look at the story of how what they say happened to Jesus in the birth. Like, Kirk Cameron is like, oh, let's talk about the manger. It's a rock. Isn't that fascinating? And there were soldiers outside who were trying to kill babe. Oh, completely glossing over the fact that the kid was born on a rock because assholes wouldn't let cold people inside a hotel. Like, like, rich people trying to be Christians is just hilarious because every interpretation is backwards. Like, the reason Jesus is like... A symbol of that, uh, I mean, I, an atheist who grant nothing holy unto that birth, like, yeah, it's significant when someone's born outside because no one would let them inside. I think you're missing the religious point of the birth. Like, yeah. to hear Kirk Cameron be like, the parents of Jesus were hiding their, their biblical miracle. <laughs> no, dude, an impotent guy was holding his pregnant wife outside. Like, there's nothing... Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. I love the message is let people in. The message is never let another baby be born outside. The message is every baby could be holy. So why would you ever let a baby be born on a rock? But this movie turns saving Christmas into like, no, that's cool though. Put it in a snow globe. Buy some shit. Tithe to your church. Make more money. Give Liberty University more money. And this this idea that this is a war that is like we are winning right like this the way it's you you apply the the sort of the the way they view christ and the way uh secular stuff is like coming at it and you remember they apply that to everything in their life every every view that they have is fundled is through this idea of why you hang ornaments on trees. Like, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, if you're that preoccupied about candy canes, imagine how fucking confused you are at yeah. every aspect of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is like, this is not that long ago that he was using these same arguments to, you know, talk about how abortion needs to be outlawed or gay marriage should still be outlawed. Cause you know, it's a holy thing. Like, that 
Well, actually, if I could tell you something from that, like I think one of the things that makes me so upset about this, one of the irritating things, is that they have this power to like retcon anything they want to make it okay, and then they're using it to just justify shitty, stupid things right now. They're yeah. not being yeah. like. Oh, look, yeah. we could just, you know, but like, they, since gay people don't really appear in the Bible anyway, why don't we just make this cool? And like, if but you're they gonna... do. Like, that's the thing. It's, you know, yes, they do. They're, it's just a, those people in the Bible work at everybody. It's, it's been, yeah. it's just there. It's just around. And well, dudes were fucking you... dudes in the Bible. There's a reason it gets mentioned. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, homosexuality is mentioned like three times in the Bible. Giving to the poor and letting people in is mentioned way more. Yeah, that's... But people don't really focus on that. They focus on the three references. It's also like, they... like hey, soldiers don't fuck all night. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's really, man shall not lie with man as he lies with woman. It's about soldiers not fucking because they're bored. Yeah, like, and just like we, most babies die. We need to keep uh, numbers up. So don't you, you can't make more people if you're boning dudes, dude. Yeah. Uh, so like you know, I, I do the other I, one. Like okay, so so let's let's rein this back in because we gotta we gotta get the show uh, uh, canned and sent out to the masses um, as our propaganda. So let's finish this cow and pizza. I'm gonna make I'm gonna lighten things uh, a little bit. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't have a good compliment oh, God. for this. We're movie. still on compliment pizza. Yeah, Jesus and we're Christ, only halfway I'm through. So so, Caitlin, you still have one heavy. more time to think. I got to talk about... We have to talk about the dance scene. And I know it doesn't seem like it has a place in the compliment round, but let me finish. Um, so, he uh, he convinces the brother-in-law that Christmas is good. Brother-in-law goes back in and he says to his wife, I'm going to celebrate not by kissing you. Oh, no. It's by starting a Christian hip-hop dance troupe. And then they immediately go into a <laughs> dance that lasts for a very long time. Now, obviously, it is bad. Obviously, like cringe so hard i broke a rib when i was watching that scene but there are two things that i really like um they're doing the um the there's a it's a hip-hop cr- version of a christmas carol it's a remix and they use that mickey mouse voice that hip-hop songs sometimes use and they used it for nx chelsea's Deo, and <laughs> i kind of liked that because it's such a yeah. weird line it's the like a it's the only line that's not in english and it's just a fun to do with super high auto tune. So, mini compliment. <laughs> but then my major compliment is that in the middle of the dance, a guy did a standing backflip and that is fucking cool. Yeah. That's, that's always that's God's work. There's no there's no way that you can watch a standing backflip in like I believe even in slow slightly slowed down HD and not think, man, that was pretty cool. I also I, to as someone who grew up in this type of church mm-hmm. environment, I remember seeing a lot of dance groups. Sure. And, I, like, there was something about, like, people who find expression wherever they can. It is kind of like a beautiful thing about yeah. human nature, I think. Yeah. And I saw the same smiles on these people's faces that I saw in those dance groups growing up. Oh, like, interesting. Those this is the only fun they're allowed clearly to have. were having, having a great time. This yeah. meant a lot. This was probably a dance group at his church who yeah. was like yeah we can get you guys in the movie it'll be fun <laughs> actually it's like hey we need to fill the movie who has a talent yeah we gotta finish this up but that kid could do a standing backflip that's fucking cool man any any religious service that ends with somebody doing a backflip I, I i'm a little bit taken by uh caitlin that's my. that's small. how they get you man Three peanut butter sandwiches and standing backflips i was i was raised catholic so we had a uh, costco muffins that was our 
That was oh, the seduction. Yeah. Was, uh, a, it's cause... the Children of God cult that passed out yeah. the peanut butter sandwiches. That was a very specific cult. Yeah, I remember oh, really. we had the Costco muffins, uh, including the chocolate chip one, which is just a cupcake. Are so good. They really are. <laughs> There's so... something about them. And they, they would cut into corners. Uh, I cut it into quarters for the uh, after church ceremony, but you could take more than one if you were sneaky. Oh, I used to just like power eat donuts. Yeah. Uh, that was my yeah. Methodist experience. Was not yeah. understanding why my feelings needed to be eaten. But wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, well, Caitlin, what's your? I sh- okay, how do you have any in not Alex. One more thing. Like literally, my church. You would see a standing backflip at least once a Sunday. Really? <laughs> between the between the main service and the youth service, I could guarantee you a standing backflip. Dude, I you know, every Sunday. I would be would... religious if that had happened more at my church. Yeah. That if is... you and I had switched lives growing up, you would be a Just go to fucking bar. drag shows. Jesus. Did you do standing backflips at drag shows? Oh, backflips, death drops, honey. Yes. Man, I like splits, if, if I could... leaping into splits? Hell yeah. What would I give up to be able to do a standing backflip? I would I would give up walking most of the way. Your intellectual autonomy? Because that's Wait. all Kirk Cameron is asking. <laughs> what does walking most of the way mean? I, just mean yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, like, if I could only walk two hours a day, but I could do a standing backflip whenever I wanted, I would be fine but with that. I, I just, I'm trying to parse the language. <laughs> walking most of the way. I would most way, of the way like, give up the power to walk. To a place? Is it, you're saying... I will limit my the amount of walking yes. I do per day. Yes, I would give up most of my ability to walk. I really but, like okay, it. You could only yeah, get no, to three on. quarters of every destination. Yeah, I had to, that's yeah. not. <laughs> I still this don't whole understand. Thing about most yeah. cults and ruining lives, Stephen, you didn't care about, but you're furious about this sentence. I just, uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I have my own thoughts on all of this, but this is where I, I, I draw the line here, Alex. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you would have to do the math. Like, I, I'm only going to walk. S- 60% of the way to every destination. So then you would have to figure out what I'd you're have to going backflip to, the rest of the way there. percent of that is. I mean, and then backflip the stop. rest of the way? Dude, okay, wait, how about this? No, how about it's a this? standing backflip. You're very specific. Oh, that's you're true. Stuck. How about instead of or a standing maybe... backflip, what about this? I get rid of my ability to walk entirely, but I can do uh, back handsprings anywhere. That's my only if, way of commuting is by back handspring. Like a you like, travel like you are I just pictured you trying to walk with a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to get one with like where the handle is free spinning so that I could it do would the be back. Like, yeah, like a gyroscopic A gyroscopic handle. coffee mug. Wait, this I would do this. Find <laughs> me a wizard. I would do this today. Uh, uh, Steven, is that okay if I can only travel by Yeah, no, I have no problems with the language you use there. So. <laughs> What's What's the term for a monkey paw that's obviously evil? From like an obvious bad idea from the very beginning. Oh, monkey that's paw. What has a monkey, monkey paw, paw been yeah. on your side? I think that's always been a. Be careful a what you wish for because it might uh, be a de- terrible idea from the jump. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like a monkey paw is supposed to at least have like a seem yeah. promising from the pitch, right? But like only being able to travel and backflips from the throat is like a bad idea. <laughs> Such a bad idea, but kind of rad. What a weird handicap. Uh, like Alex can only go through low doors because he's only moving by handspring. Like yeah. <laughs> everywhere I go, I have to sit down for a minute. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just had to back handspring two blocks. I'm pretty dizzy. I just imagine if you had a devious genie, Alex, mm-hmm. and you said, I want this, like, or, like, I only want to walk a part of the way. The genie would be like, I don't have to do any, like, evil work here. <laughs> You've done it yourself because of how poorly you phrased it. 
<laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at. Sometimes Alex. it's a fair point. Sometimes when you're talking, it's just like you're leaving the house hungry and you just grab whatever food is on the way out. You know? That's fair. That is. Fair. I just grabbed a banana and a, a full box of tea on the way out of the house because I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> just soak that bag in your mouth. It's just that's all I had. It's one of my other options. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Devious Genie is the name of my ska band. All right, Caitlin, uh, oh. you have to do a major compliment, and then we will wrap up the show. I don't know. It ended. Um, <laughs> you you got you can do better than that. You liked how cheap it was. I was impressed by how cheap it was. Um, I actually there are. Um, I don't know. I had a weird experience where I met a, uh, a star who is a Christian and I totally assumed that everything they made would be bad and that it would be not fun to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And it, you know what? They were great. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to like, I mean, if you're interested in, you know who the Christian stars are. Uh, <laughs> I hold out hope that maybe Kirk Cameron isn't a total dickhole. I, I think there were probably really nice people on that set who yeah. like met well, yeah. like, I'm sure there were a lot of golden hearts in that room. Um, it didn't have a mean spirit, except for Kirk Cameron a little bit. I'm just hopeful he's not an asshole. Uh, he's probably an I think asshole, it but came from a good place, fun. even though I think it's dangerous and evil. Yeah. So, All right. That'll yeah. be good enough. I'll call that your compliment pizza. All right. So really quick before we leave, we're going to do the fa- a fast lightning bonus round. I have just one question for lightning bonus round today. Uh, I should do the whole thing. All right. It's time for lightning bonus round. We're going in the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're going to finish this shit up. Lightning bonus round. Thank you. Really quick lightning bonus round. So uh, I just want to ask you guys really quick, um, not about the movie, just favorite and least favorite Christmas thing. I want to hear both from each of you. So what is your favorite Christmas thing and your least favorite thing that happens around Christmas? Um, anybody who's like got an immediate answer can jump in and start. Uh, my least favorite thing is that in 1992, my cat died. Aww. Oh, shit. On Christmas? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was a that's bummer. Rough. That's so sad. I was. I was. Wait, was it ninety two? Hold on. I. Uh, oh, no, I remember don't feel bad I, anymore. <laughs> seems like well, someone's here, making up here, a story. Here we can check the date. I had rented from Blockbusters uh, Turtles in Time for Whoa. Super Nintendo, and I was playing that, and yeah. that's when I found out. Oh man, did it ruin Turtles in Time for you? Nothing could. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's too bad it wasn't the day before Christmas that too, because you could just get a new, you could get a kitten on Christmas. Oh yeah, ninety two makes sense because that came out in ninety one, so yeah. it, it was one of those. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, that's the worst thing for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I like. Well, do you have a what's Stephen? What's the best thing? Yeah. What's your best if thing? Has anything good happened since your cat died? It doesn't have to be a specific memory. It could be a thing generally. I'm trying what to think like of something good on Christmas. <laughs> Man, I, yeah, I probably have a lot of things. The first thing that jumps to my mind is I, I like that the city puts uh, white lights in all of the trees downtown. I just mm-hmm. like the additional amount of light. I like light in trees because it's a dark time of year. Uh, it get the the sun goes down at like three p.m. and uh, so having the evening be all the trees be lit up is great. Um, funny thing about the Christmas lights here is that it's so much work to take them down that they just don't. Yeah, there's. They just That is a good idea. They just let yeah. them get stolen. They let the methods take the copper or whatever. It's just they just stay up and they get torn and cut and then uh, eventually they come around and clean them up but as garbage. They don't like unwrap them and try to put them in a box for next year. They just cut them and throw them away. 
Um, oh, that that part's a shame. I yes. just assume they sort of left them there to be used again. But no, 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 right. no. They let them there to yeah. decay, and it's sad. Um, actually, my least favorite thing about Portland Christmas is that uh, they have a huge tree in the middle of the city, and it's it's a real tree, but real tall trees look like shit. They're all scraggly, and the branches right. don't start to wake up. I like the tree in downtown. I hate it. It looks all right. Well, so if you oh. only see it once from afar, it's fine. It looks like a giant, beautiful Christmas tree. But if you yeah. watch the process of them buying a huge tree and then stapling trees all the way up it to make this crazy Franken tree, or if you get close <laughs> to it and you see that all the branches are just separate trees attached by these huge brackets to the main tree, it's so garbagey. It's so awful. I mean, yeah, but that's what they say. Don't. I don't want to go watch someone make my sausage either. You know, I just want the sausage, Alex. What are, I, what are yeah, we talking about? Here? I don't think you should eat sausage anymore, Anthony. I'm a vegetarian because <laughs> I don't like watching I, them grind up rat faces and put them well, in a sausage casing. Faces well, have Alex, the best meat on almost yeah. every animal. That's just true. Alex, I it's an incredibly delicious this. muscle. Okay, okay. Uh, We've discussed this before, and you know, in all seriousness, I don't eat tubed meat. It's a real belief of mine. I don't do it. Don't cross that line. Don't really? eat meat. Yeah. Some, meat. Some of my favorite meat experiences have been tubed. Yeah, I don't get I don't get tubed meat. It's just not my thing. Um, huh. But I I love I genuinely love uh, the iconography of Christmas. I love you know the wintertime stuff. I love snow. I love lights on houses. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I just I love red everywhere. Mm. Green. I just. I genuinely do love like the. It is a solid set of colors for a holiday to take. Green and red is solid. You know Uh, what I think? Like I think mine's very similar. I think I like that people like that like more than I like it myself. I think that's my favorite Mm -hmm. thing about Christmas is that it makes everybody happy, Uh, and I don't really give a shit. I guess about the music or anything like that that much, but. It just seems to put everybody in a calmer mood in department stores, and I like that. <laughs> well, and I, I think, oh, especially man. what we were talking about before. Uh, I like wish my just... retail experience mirrored that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, um, but the, it's such a shitty time of year if there weren't a thing. One thing I like about also is just that the fact that there's just a thing. It's just like all this, the cups are different now. Everyone takes out their Christmas mugs or and all the – I just like that it's like for this time of year, we're going to do something different. So that your life doesn't seem so monotonous, and I enjoy, I appreciate that about the whole well, world of green. And I really enjoy like Thanksgiving. I I can take with leave, but I love the Halloween to yeah. Thanksgiving colors to like the Christmas. And like, the thing is, I don't really need it to be Christmassy. I just need it to be winter holiday. Yes, right? yeah, That's yeah. The thing is like. I'm absolutely okay taking the Christ out of Christmas. Yeah, like, I, I, I would be fine putting the sun I, god Ra back into Christmas. Yeah, I think like the le- like the less specific it is, like the more weird, the more diff not weird is probably the wrong word, but the more like unconventional or like new every year. If I come in, I see like a new type of holiday decorations, but it still has like a bright, colorful, um, joyous, warm kind of feeling to it. It's awesome. I just I want to see it new things evolve into it you know oh i have one more worst thing which is uh i was in nordstrom rack the other day and there is a wall of ugly christmas sweaters but like new on purpose ugly christmas sweaters which is Mm. it's clearly like i'm gonna make a campy movie on purpose it just doesn't it does not work if you do it to be shitty the whole point was finding old ugly things and making them fun like you've ruined it it's over ugly sweaters are done you blew it yeah people you overdid it you killed it never happened again as far as i'm concerned um caitlin do you have a favorite least favorite thing i mean i like the food uh 
that's the I like cooking because I tend to avoid every other function of holiday except for cooking it. I yeah. just, What's your favorite? I'm in cook? the kitchen. Uh, I don't know. I my least favorite part is the religion part. Like, yeah. why have a reason? You've you've listed out all the reasons we do this stuff. It's cold, so we do like fiery things. Yeah. It sucks and it's dark, so we do lights and pretty colors. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's all we need. We don't need a reason. For the season. The yeah. season is the reason. Yes. Finally. The season is pleasing. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or treason. Um, or, yeah. That is the reason of this season. Um, I will say I'm in Los Angeles. It doesn't suck outside. It's going to be a very temperate Christmas here. I'm right, excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do... Uh, I guess I, one thing that I have liked about Christmas as an adult, because I, I loved Christmas as a kid, and I hated it as a teenager who was leaving the religious part and was just angry about having to do religious stuff at this time of year. And my favorite discovery as an adult is that you can just pick and choose the parts of Christmas you like and do those parts. Yep. And that, uh, it, which is what every religion has decided, and so I've just done that on my own. I like these parts, and that's what I do. And like... And even, you know what, one of the most beautiful traditions about Christmas is telling everyone else they're doing it wrong. So, like, I enjoy the thing about complaining about sweaters. That's my version. But, like, part of the season is complaining about other people's enjoyment of the season. So, like, yeah, let's yuck some yums. That's part of Christmas. Oh, I got I got oh. something I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, the kind of not be entirely super negative on religion. Because, again, I do think religion can be a, a good thing if used right. Uh but I love, uh, with the winter holiday, I love, uh, like, kind of soft, uh, choir, uh, mm. Christmas songs. Like, I don't like the big, like, kind of Christmas songs you hear every year, but you know, like, the Home Alone soundtrack type Christmas mm. music that's like a youth choir yeah. singing a song oh. very softly. That's nice. Genuinely beautiful. I love that type of music. Only hear it during this time of year. Yeah. But that's that's the good Christmas music to me. I think it's really gorgeous and I love it. Just nice to hear it. You don't hear it very often. I think we should. Probably you didn't be... hear it in Saving Christmas. It is not no. the ska version no. of whatever. No, we are, we are cheap remix of the. God, can you imagine? You know that band is like still touring on like a Christian circuit. That there's like a <laughs> oh, fairground yeah. where this weekend you could hear like. Opening the, for the Newsboys. God of God. I don't know. God of Lights. Uh, <laughs> just really rocking out. Uh, Some trombone player what doing your it for the Lord, you know? Band growing up? Isn't, oh, I wonder if it was Five Iron Frenzy that played it. I remember them as uh, they're, they're a Christian ska band. It was in the 90s. So I wonder if they're still together. Oh, God. Steven? Well. Ah. How do I stop Whoa. it? Hello? Hello? Steven, what is happening? Steven, mute, your, mute yourself. Steve. Holy God. Is that it me? Scared. No, it's Steven. It's got to stop. Thank you, That Steven. was so oh, funny that that oh, happened shit. just as you were talking about it, Christian Scott. It band. almost sounded That's... like he was doing a Christian metal thing. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. Oh, that scared the shit yeah, out of me. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Oh, no. It's so bad. It's so Oh, uh, Steven, I don't know if you, it was your mic or what happened, but it uh, sounded like uh, like Slipknot playing Steven <laughs> on a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, wait, now you're back. Uh, is, it, better. is it back? That's yeah. weird. I didn't yes. touch anything that entire oh. time. Well, it's, it's, so your, that's your surface. Christ. All right, we have to we have to end the show. Uh, Kaylin has to get to work. So... And that is it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Home Alone. 
Hell Fuck yeah. you, dude. You're fucking kidding me. No, no. You, I had a, I had to, uh, uh, I watched this fucking movie in my car. All that and more. Next week. I was 3 a.m. working. I was on a fucking lot freezing my ass off because it gets cold here too. So I could talk about, I'm not a crap. I deeply resent Christianity's present in my life. You're watching Home Alone next week. You know what? I'm taking. Oh my god, dude! I swear, there's genuine anger. I'm genuinely mad. Caitlin, like I. So this is when you send a comedian an email that's like, "Hey, can you do a podcast this weekend?" and they say they can't do it unless it's done by ten fifteen. They're saying no. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ, Caitlin. I, oh, this is you're doing Home Alone next week? Have fun, everybody. Enjoy Meat Buddies. This is I not... have nothing to say about Home Alone. That's Nobody wants to watch that. Caitlin, this is not your first rodeo. I, oh, this, my God. I've done this to you a hundred times, and you keep answering my email. And I know. I don't know what I'm so doing. weird. Ugh. I don't know why you talk to me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I take his name in bed. That blaspheme was absolutely intentional. No so, pun intended. Thanks, Meat Buddies, for running on God. Home Alone. Um, it just, just the way this shook out this time. Uh, we're gonna be talking about that next week. The, the yeah, movie. have fun, have fun, everybody. I'm literally, I want this noise recorded on the pod. This is me. I'm driving away. I am driving away from the podcast. I'm busy. My car is in reverse. They, you shouldn't drive emotional, everyone. Don't. You should also not follow not, my lead. But like the most I'm, thing I'm is podcasting and driving at the same time. All right. Good so, God. All right. Uh, that's it. Uh, thanks for Meat Buddies for sponsoring. You can be a read slash Meat Buddies to become a Meat Buddy. Use Amazon.com when you do Christmas shopping. Thanks for being here, Anthony. As always, it's a pleasure. And Stephen Carter, thanks for coming back. It's been a minute, dude. It's great to ha- have you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Good luck on your upcoming nuptials. Thank you. And congratulations again. And uh, at Robot Caitlin, I'm so sorry. Nope, I'm not even here anymore. I drove away. All right, I'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye.